What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, here another week with an episode about sports cards and sports card collecting. How are you doing? Hopefully, you're off to a good start this week. I record this much like I do every week in that window on Sunday where I've got a moment to breathe. The daughter is down for a nap. There is a game in Munich, Germany happening right now. I had to escape from watching Tom Brady do his thing against those Seattle Seahawks. I'm excited to get down after I get get done recording this and check out the second half of that. Uh, Munich, beautiful city. Uh, Shout out to all you Germans out there. Shout out to anyone in Germany who's listening. Uh, saw that there was a big card show going on. Um, looked like the city was alive. I had an opportunity to go to Germany celebrating my 30th birthday. Did a little bit of a Euro trip and was highly impressed. Just the people were amazing. The food was awesome. Um, and it is definitely one of those cities I will go back to. I don't know how you feel, but as a collector in this hobby, it never stops. I always feel like I'm going and going and going and going and going. We get into these modes where it's almost like we're on autopilot. You know what I mean? It's like we check the same save searches every day at the same time. We do the same scrolling every day around the same time when we get that break in the action. We engage in the same group chats with amazing collectors and awesome people. We consume hobby content much like this one. Thank you for stopping by and making Stacking Slabs uh, your hobby content alternative for today. And I'll just say this. Don't get me wrong. I am a routine guy through and through. I literally wake up at the same time. I work out in the morning. I've got the whole routine getting my daughter ready from start to finish uh, before school. All those things. My workday is very structured. and I like the routine. I live and die off the routine. I think sometimes we need to pull ourselves out of the routine and spend some time reflecting. I think taking a step back, taking a deep breath, and looking at everything, all the activity, all the moves you made can lead to some breakthroughs. I think it can open the door for new lanes to be explored, um, new cards to find, new people to connect with. And so I think that's what I've done this past week and want to talk a little bit about this. I want to talk about the importance of experience and intention and what experience and intention can do for our overall collecting. So that's what I'm going to focus in on. I asked the community a question about, you know, what's one breakthrough? What's one thing you've learned or changed in the past month? Got a bunch of responses. I have not pulled up and looked at those responses yet, but I'm excited. That's the type of content that I want to share on the Stacking Slabs podcast. My question was, what has been the shift you've had in your collecting in the last six months? So I figured if I source the community on that, get some answers, it can give you all some sort of idea on what other people are doing when they're taking some time back, reflecting on to improve their overall hobby experience. I love doing this show every week. This is therapy for me. So let's strap in and let's get going. I got to say, you know, I have to comment on it. Best drama in professional sports, the Indianapolis Colts. Something, huh? Been been through uh, quite the uh, 
last couple of weeks, you know, you 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 bench your quarterback, you fire your OC, you fire your head coach, you bring in Jeff Saturday, you bring in a thirty year old, or you promote a thirty year old to play caller. Uh, significant change is happening in Indianapolis. To me, it, my take on the whole situation is, you know what? It's better than just being status quo and sitting there watch everything happen. So I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen on the other side of it. But you know what? I'm glad there's some change and some things that are happening. So um, challenging year for a sports for me as a sports fan. But you know what? We go through these turns, but we and we still keep coming back. It's like an abusive relationship sometimes. There's there's love there, but you know the team causes you so much pain. But you know what? I'm weathering the storm. It is a long game as a sports fan. I think that's one thing you got to remember. It is a long damn game. And you don't want to be that guy or that gal who jumps off when the team sucks and then jumps back on. We see you. We all see you on, on the IG. We see the people who are in and out. Don't be in and out. You got to be a fan. Be a fan. Again, fandom is a sickness. I've been a fan of the Pacers throughout this last few years. It's been brutal. It's been really tough. But now we've got something to hold on to. We've got something to be excited about. I went to my first Pacers game this past Saturday. So yesterday, saw a comeback win against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, First of all, the city of Indianapolis is hosting the All-Star game coming up pretty soon. Not this year. I think it's next year. They've changed it. It was supposed to be during COVID. I'm losing my mind with trying to keep track of it. But Gamebridge has gone through some renovations. I think it's the best place in the world to watch a game of basketball. It is a gorgeous arena, and they made it that much better. I was so impressed by walking the halls, watching the game. It was just such an awesome NBA experience going to this game. And, you know, the Pacers, they've got a lot to be excited about, right? We've got a young core that's performing. I think Benedict Matherin, he is just an unbelievable force. You got Tyrese Halliburton. He dropped 15 assists in this game that I was at. And so there's a young nucleus, Isaiah Jackson, Duarte, who's hurt. There's a young nucleus here that's uh, giving me something to hold on and something to be excited about. So I love going to NBA games. I wish I could do it more. Um, Pre-child, I would, you know, I'd just, walk down the street and go to the Pacers games all the time. So I got to pick and choose my spots. But it was nice to uh, get that comeback win on sat- a Saturday night, left uh, the field house with a big smile on my face. I want to say thank you for all- to all of you who are listening, who are sharing and telling a damn friend about this show. Um, shout out to everyone who reposts and sends me messages. That's all that matters. I know I have danced around the topic, but... I am coming up on three years of this show. Coming up next year, three years. We're going to hit 300 freaking episodes of the Stacking Slabs podcast in uh, the springtime of 2023. It has been a labor of love. I know a lot of you have been here from the jump, and I really, truly appreciate that. I've built so many awesome relationships because of this show. I've met so many friends in the hobby because of this show just friends in the hobby and then people that I would consider friends in general. And so this vehicle has been a fast pass for me to not only enhance and level up my hobby experience, but also meet so many freaking amazing people and just learn like, what are the best practices? What are ways, how to think about collecting? There's no um, one size fits all cookie cutter approach to this hobby. And I think by meeting people that are listening to the show on a regular basis, it has taught me that. And I just want to thank you. We're coming up on three years. We're going on a run. I think 
while it might feel like I'm doing most of the talking on a weekly basis, I do a lot of listening. And not only from my guests, but for also you, the listener. I think the collecting community is freaking amazing, but it has so many gaps. It has gaps. And I think um, I hear you. I hear some of the pains. I hear some of the struggles. And I think I view myself, I, I view that the opportunity that I have with this show is to continue to shed light and promote the collector and to share and tell stories because no matter what, there's always going to be this other side of the hobby. Um, you might hear me refer to it as the hobby mainstream. Um, uh, that's just, that's the way I, I, I think about it. And there's always going to be things that are happening that probably go against the grain of you as the collector, the individual who doesn't have a ton of hours in their day. But when they do have some dedicated time, they're spending it on the hobby. And so you want to focus on your collection cards and the people that share in the same passion as you. Like, I get it. And so, you know, for me, I want to be able to take what I've learned on this show and just my passion for this hobby and help try to fill in some gaps. And so I'm working on that. I think it's time to extend the Stacking Slabs brand and begin to service some of those needs and things that I'm hearing. I have to take a step back and that part of my collecting, I take a step back and then me as just the person who's running the show, I take a step back and think about what are the things that are happening right now that I can, through my skill set of doing what I do professionally, doing what I do on the show, begin to fill it. So I'm thinking about those things. I really am. I'm thinking deeply about those things. So over the next couple months, I'm going to be spending a lot of time, laying a lot of groundwork, thinking about how I can take this show to that next level. To me, it's dedication of time. It's dedic- It's focusing in. We're all busy. I'm busy. There's so much going on, but i believe in this show. I believe in the connections. I believe in the community. So what I'm going to be doing, especially up until now, until Christmas, is try to lay some of the groundwork for some of the things that I want to be doing, some experiments that I want to be running that I think will help benefit you, the listener of the show. So a couple calls to action for you, the listener of the show. Number one, keep tuning in. Tell your damn friends that you're enjoying the show. You don't know how much the organic growth of the show through you, the listener, means to me. I'm going to be sending probably a lot of different uh, feedback, uh, things where I get feedback. And that probably will come primarily through Instagram, Instagram stories. If you see something, like fill it out. Fill out the poll, do something. I'm going to be information gathering mode. Also, there is a link to the weekly rip, which is an, uh, it's been a newsletter that I ran about a year ago. It's been on the shelf and subscribe to that. Just go to the link, subscribe to it. It's free. That tool is going to come off the shelf soon and it's going to be used as a vehicle to communicate some of these things that I'm thinking we're working on that I think will benefit you, the listener of the show. So make sure that you go, go to the show notes, subscribe, and just be on the list because you'll want to be on the list if you, if, if you want to be a part of kind of what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, I'm going to use that. I love writing. I think there's not enough writing in the hobby. I get messages all the time from people who appreciate the story posts, writing my thoughts. And I write a lot professionally. I'm a writer 
I'm a communicator. I do the the podcast thing, but I really, I really think writing is critical and writing is important. So I'm going to be kind of flexing those skills, and I'm going the the newsletter is going to be a, a way to kind of consume what I'm thinking, what I'm doing in real time. So go sign up for that. I have a lot of passion for this, and I, I think it's time to take some of my skills and begin to apply it in new ways. So. More to come. I know this is a teaser. I'm a professional marketer. I got to build momentum for the new things that I'm thinking and working on. But you're just going to want to stay tuned. And you're, you're staying tuned right now by tuning in right now. So I do appreciate that. I want to shout out my man, Drake, Drake's PC, for hosting a wrestling card collector showcase this past week on Instagram. Go freaking organize a showcase in your niche. There's nothing better than spending some time listening to others tell story about their collections. It promotes collecting diversity. It puts a face to a name with collectors that you're engaging with so often. People who try to get you on a Discord group to sell you something isn't a community. Collector showcases are. There's so many benefits. You get to see cards you never get to see. You get to hear stories about why people like certain stuff. You feel a sense of connection. You might start a group chat because of it. I felt so inspired by listening to a whole group of wrestling card collectors. And to be honest with you, I didn't pull the trigger, but I have been just like focusing, digging, going deep and exploring new lanes and uh, safe searches and digging in because that's what I want to do. I just, I, I, I spent some time with my wrestling cards. I listen to a bunch of people talk about it and that gets me so fired up. And I think it doesn't matter what you collect. There's other people out there who collect it too. The more you, you organize and connect with people who share in your passion and do things like collector showcases, the, the stronger um, the community gets. So shout out Drake. I've been a part of some in the past. I've talked about Kevin Randall to Captain 37s. I see them. I saw the Joe Montana uh, showcase going on uh, from, from Joe Montana Collector. If I'm looking for something to do in the evening as I'm sitting on my couch eating a chocolate chip cookie with my phone in my hand, like there's probably no better thing for me than to just watch your showcase. So go do some showcases. Go do it. That is good hobby content. And shout out to everyone who uh, was a part of and gave feedback on the conversations last week about hobby content. Of course, I'm super passionate about that topic. Shout out my man, Rob Gerard, sports card therapist. Really good feedback. You know, Rob, if you're listening, which I know you are, got a lot of feedback. And most importantly, people are like, life after death, what's Rob thinking? It is, of course, ready to die when we're talking about the the, the better Notorious B.I.G. album. So that just just the early, maybe you got some people saying, yeah, life after death. But for me, everyone's like ready to die for sure. Um, but I appreciate Rob. I'm sure he'll be back on the show um, soon enough, but uh, always seem to get really good feedback from those conversations. I've got a conversation coming up this week that I'm really excited about with my man Power Wheels, Caleb. He is been collecting 2014 totally certified. He is football. He is one of those individuals who I've seen posts happening. I was like, man, like I can't believe there's a collector that's dedicated to this. He has been a Brady collector, and so we're going to talk a little bit about why he pivoted for a little bit to start collecting a set. So I'm going to explore that with him. So you're going to want to check out that episode on Friday. Loving the collector conversation, as always. I told you I want to talk about experience and intention. 
So when I'm thinking about experience, I'm thinking about always time spent. So the way I do the hobby looks a lot different today than what it did when I got back in it. And I think part of the gaining experience and getting experience in the hobby is about putting in the work. You got to put in the work to find happiness. And I'm convinced about this. Can't tell, you can't have someone tell you what to do. You can't just go watch someone and try to run their playbook. You got to be the CEO of your PC. So you got to spend the freaking time doing it. And it's easy to spend the time when you love it, when you're passionate about it. You got to put in the work. You got to be that CEO of your PC. Think about this. Most times in our life, we're answering to somebody else. And that sucks, whether it's our job, you know, whether it's a loved one. And your hobby, you have complete and utter control over it. So why in the hell would you listen to someone else or go do what someone else is trying to do? It doesn't make any sense. We just need independent thinkers. We need independent curators. We need people sharing their passion and sharing a different point of view than the masses. That is the alternative. And that is what's beautiful about this hobby. I might not care about some you know, hockey player from the 80s, but or might not even know about it, but might see a collector sharing in the cards, sharing in the passion, constantly posting and telling stories. And I'm going to connect with that because I can appreciate that connection because I have it for players who have been influential in my life. I think one thing we definitely have to consider when we're thinking about experience is failing. And it is part of the freaking process. We buy cards for the wrong reason all the time. We buy cards just to scratch the itch because we're filling a void of losing out in an auction, not being able to find the exact cards we want. And we end up selling it or we go down a lane that we're like, why in the hell have I been buying these cards? Probably for the wrong reason. But don't be scared of failing. I think Failing is a part of gaining experience and it is part of the process. And part of failing is losing money. It's ripping wax aimlessly. It's buying into prospects. It's buying cards because you heard somebody talk about it. We lose money. It's part of it. But we, and, and, we, and it makes us not happy. But we stick around. And so I think part of this process for me and part of what I try to do in thinking about my hobby experience on a regular basis is take some time and take a step back and think about the experience that you've had in the hobby over the last six months. What do you like? What do you not like? What have you learned? I think the more we can take a step back, dedicate a week to it, dedicate a half a week to it instead of being in that same routine where you're go, 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 looking, 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 getting caught up in it. Take a step back and reflect because the more you think about what you like, what you don't like, it gives you an opportunity to fine tune. And I think the most important thing we do when we can take a step back is we can begin to understand our true intention as sports card collectors. It is finding our purpose. This is one of the biggest challenges and does not come without experience. I know the demographic of the show deeply. I know the people who are listening to the show deeply because I interact with you regularly. And it's easy for me to tell because mostly the demographic of this show are people just like me. And that's what's cool about doing this damn thing. It's busy professionals, have children at a certain stage in their life where you're so wrapped up and consumed and you treat the hobby as an escape because it is like a vacation on your regular day. I'm not saying the audience of this show is exclusive to that segment, but there's a lot of you out there and I can relate with you. We set our goals in our career. 
we should be doing the same thing with our collecting. I think about myself. I've had goals over the last year in the hobby, and I think about it. One of the goals I've had was I want a Roman Reigns collection that makes me happy, and others look at it and say, holy shit, look at that Roman Reigns collection, and I got an opportunity in Drake's showcase to show some of that off. Well, that doesn't happen if I don't take a step back and reflect and look at my PC and see, man, I've got a ton of wrestling cards from a lot of different uh, wrestlers in a lot of different areas, and I'm not going deep on all of them, but I want to go deep on Roman, so what do I do? So then I make a decision, I got to clear out some of this stuff, and I know I love it, and it's going to be hard to sell, but if I do this, it affords me the opportunity to go deeper in this area that I have more passion for and has been a goal of this year. And so that's intention. I think for me, Peyton Manning, there's so many different Peyton Manning cards. You've got different eras. When you're a rookie from 98 and you play until 2015 and there's a bunch of post-career stuff too, it's like you got to make decisions. And for me, it's always, I want to get key pieces of Peyton Manning that make me happy, but also tell a story about his career and legacy. The other caveat I'll put into it is most of the time, a lot of the Manning cards that I want aren't the cards that I see a lot of other people have or post on. The less I see of it, the more I want of it. You know what I mean? And I know there's a lot of us who have different rules and regulations, but if I don't have intention with my Peyton Manning collection, I literally can open my phone up at any hour on any day and buy a Peyton Manning card. And when I get that card, it might not be something that I deeply connect with. And I've been there, but it's an evolution. And that experience that I've had in the hobby, even if it's a player that I collect, you can buy the wrong cards. You all hear that right now and you're like, I've been there. We've all been there. We collect the player. And just because we collect the player doesn't mean we need to go out and buy each and every card of that player. It's not. It's more about what cards tell the story in the align with the intention and cards that aesthetically make you feel something. There's this like 10-year-old approach to it. It's like, we just want to get cards that we get in our hand and we're like, damn, this looks cool. Damn, this makes me feel something. And I think that doesn't happen without experience and it doesn't happen without intention. I want to own all the Andrew Luck cards that people chased in 2012 and the years after, but were so hard to get because he was the hottest sports, uh, the hottest prospect in sports cards. I can't tell you how many messages I got after I posted the 2012 Cracked Ice. That card has a story. It brought people into the hobby, much like Zion Williamson helped bring me back into the hobby in 2019. And I thought that was cool. And so while I never buy because of other people, I'm certainly a huge Andrew Luck fan. It was cool to hear the stories about that. And I didn't buy Andrew Luck right away, even though he's one of my favorite players of all time, because the hobby mainstream told me not to when I came back in. And that makes me sad. I wish I would have bought cards then because people were probably liquidating. But Andrew Luck wasn't cool and sexy at the time because he had just retired. And I just wish at that point I had more experience because then I'd have better intention and I'd probably own a bunch more Luck cards than I do now. But you live, you learn. And that's what I love so much about this damn hobby. All right, let, let's get into the question. I'm looking at these for the first time. We're going to close this out. We're going to get freaking going. The question I have for the community is, what's been a shift you've had in your collecting in the last six months? I've got, I'm pulling these up, going to read them aloud. I got Billy Hoyle can dunk. 
It's been much narrower focus, gold cards out of 10 of Kimba Walker. Rarely I strayed from that. I love that. That is complete focus. That is complete intention. So you can be very prescriptive with your moves when you're focusing on one player in one parallel type. Cardiac sports cards, find patience, waiting for the right card rather than the convenient card. I just talked about that. And I couldn't agree more. If you have your heart on something, like focus in on that and use the funds for that as opposed to buying something else that pops up. Hockey cards, pickier. Yet you got to be picky. Joe's Card Shack. Find modern, from modern only to vintage now along with modern. Mulligan cards, not being apologetic for collecting and showing off what I like and imprints from nostalgia and emotions. Amen, brother. Sports card therapist, Rob, I've slowed down on Monster Girls and focus on side PCs. I like side PCs. I like it. It gives you a little flavor of the hobby in a lot of different areas. Iowa Dave, I stopped buying anything produced after 2018. Rules, we set rules. Lakeside Collects, focusing on what we like, not what everyone else has been chasing. That needs to be a billboard in the hobby. Someone go buy that billboard, maybe Stacking Slabs podcast and put it outside uh, in Rosemont uh, during the national next year. That's a good one. Five-star collector, more focused on game use, patch autos, especially from defensive legends. I'm, I am I love defense. I love defensive players. People who collect them say, you know what? I don't care about this, these rules. I'm going to collect them because I love. So love that five-star. Disco Dave 05, patience to let the market flush out the East Capitol. Smart. It's happening. BC Sports Card 2, less retail. I got it. Yeah. So I had a breakthrough. And I think about myself a couple years ago, my brother sent a picture. He was at Target or something. He's like, there's prison basketball. And he's like, you want me to get you some? And I thought about it for a minute. I asked him how much it costs. And I said, you no, I don't want it because I'm going to buy it and I'm going to rip it. And it's something about it. It's not, it's just not going to, not going to be a great experience for me. So that's an evolution. Drake's PC, slowly getting rid of Everything I'm not attached to, regardless of current market value, that is an evolution I've hit. The 51 collection, I'm skipping cards that are readily available, plus liquid for rare cards, low pop, like SPs and RC parallels. I love that. Cool Bernie, cool Bernie Williams collection there. Trading card finds, being more selective in my purchases. You gotta be. Curtis, 90s kid card collector, narrowed focus on what I really want, need for my collection to fit together. He's very prescriptive with that. I love following his page. Kevin M. Cormier, having fun with higher print 2000 refractors of players I like instead of hobby darlings. I like going into players you like and not just hobby darlings because you get the cards and it makes you feel not, not like you only own something cool but also own something cool that you have a deeper connection with. Investor hobby, shifted towards old school Hall of Fame players. I love that. Mostly 90s basketball cards. More focused consolidation into three specific branches of my collection. Aesthetic cards, ongoing consolidation towards collecting cards of only one player. 515 sports card, focus on small attainable collections on a budget I love listening to all of these thoughts. I love listening. I've got one more. I'm pulling it up in the DMs. I, I love all of these thoughts. Um, I love everyone's evolution. S- just hearing all of those you know, feedback evolution 
it just it's inspiring. It just shows that not only you're going through things that other people are going through, but gives you some sort of information or ideas on how to approach the hobby that you might not be thinking about. Timmer's cards, we're gonna close it out, spending my my time, hobby time efficiently. We narrowed our focus by creating personal checklists for my son and I better used safe searches and COMC allow us to implement our respective curating plans. This allows us more time together with each other and our cards and our hobby friends. What a beautiful nugget to end on. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you, the listener of the Stacking Sides podcast for tuning in. So fired up you continue to come. So fired up you continue to tell your damn friends. This thing is going and going and I'm going to continue to push it forward because I love it and I love collecting cards. You take care. We'll be back. More Stacking Slabs on Friday.